Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, October 26th. That high-stakes debate for Pennsylvania's critical Senate seat is in the books. And the big question now, what will voters take away from it? Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz met for their first and only debate in this midterm campaign cycle. In fact, it was the first time these two opponents actually met in person. One thing was extremely hard to ignore if you watched the hour-long debate, and that was Fetterman's performance due to the fact that, of course, he is still recovering from a stroke, a life-threatening stroke that he suffered some five months ago. Fetterman himself called it the elephant in the room. All the debate clips you're about to hear are courtesy of News Nation. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together. Here's the reality. I've watched a lot of political debates in my career. This was different. You do not normally see a candidate for Senate or any sort of high office, participating in a live televised debate while also recovering from a life-threatening stroke. And so his halting performance and speech, and at times mangling words, was a totally different viewing experience. Now, it's important to remember, most Pennsylvania voters will absorb clips of this debate that they see online in their news feeds or that they see in a newscast. Most people will not have sat and watched the entire thing from beginning to end. So that'll create different impressions, no doubt. Some voters, you might imagine, might be impressed with Fetterman's grit that despite his recovery, he showed up on stage and and had this debate with Oz. Others may simply just see a very practiced television expert like Mehmet Oz use this medium to his advantage compared with somebody who was having communication problems due to recovering from a stroke. We do not know how this will impact the race, but what we do know is the context in which this debate took place, which is an exceedingly important Senate race that control of the United States Senate may hinge on the outcome of this race, and that for the last six weeks, if you talk to Democratic or Republican campaign operatives who are focused on this race, you hear the same story, which is that Mehmet Oz was closing the gap. The momentum in this race was on the side of Oz heading into this debate. He was consolidating Republican support. He was winning over some independents. We've seen this in a bunch of the polling out there, and it's not at all clear that anything Fetterman did last night is going to upend that trajectory, which was probably mission number one for him. But my colleague Jeff Zeleny was on the ground in Pennsylvania. He talked to some Pennsylvania voters today to get their thoughts on the debate. Give a listen. Uh, Dr. Oz definitely came out on top. Key takeaways is John Fetterman is not fit for office. Unfortunately, he has had a stroke, and it's quite apparent that he needs to spend more time recuperating and recovering from that stroke. Well, I thought he did as well as he could because of, you know, what he had to put up with. He's still having trouble from a stroke, so, you know, he did. I thought he did a great job. Two big policy issues that I think linger the day after this debate still that could prove troublesome for each candidate, one for each candidate. On the Fetterman side, thanks to the work of CNN's K-File for bringing this to light, he was pressed about his position on fracking, which, by the way, is a hugely important component to the energy sector in Pennsylvania and to the energy economy in Pennsylvania. 
And Fetterman was at one point, not that long ago, four years ago, opposed to fracking. And when pressed on it in the debate, he flip-flopped on it. Listen here first to Fetterman in 2018 and then last night at the debate. I don't support fracking uh, at all, and I never have. I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Oz, of course, seized on this issue at the debate. John Fetterman calls fracking a stain on Pennsylvania. This is a extreme position on energy. If we unleashed our energy here in Pennsylvania, it would help everybody. For Oz's part, it may be abortion that proves troubling as an issue out of this debate for him. Oz gave an answer about how he sees the state's role in abortion-related matters, since he has stated he's not for any federal involvement and that this should be handled at the state level. But the way he phrased it, I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward. That provided a big opening for John Fetterman. You know, if you believe that the choice of your reproductive freedom belongs with Dr. Oz, then you have a choice. But if you believe that the choice for abortion belongs between you and your doctor, that's what I fight for. Barely 12 hours went by after the debate had ended before the Fetterman campaign launched this new attack ad on Oz using that moment from the debate. This is who Dr. Oz wants in charge of women's health care decisions. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders, local uh, political leaders, local uh, political leaders. Oz would let politicians like Doug Mastriano ban abortion without exceptions. You hear there again Fetterman trying to tie Oz to Doug Mastriano, the unpopular Republican gubernatorial nominee in Pennsylvania. We also want to bring you a little bit of news from another critical state in the battle for control of the United States Senate. In Arizona, there was a new video clip that was put out as part of this Tucker Carlson documentary on Blake Masters, the Republican nominee for Senate in Arizona. And it is quite eye-opening because it is a clip of Donald Trump talking to Blake Masters about his debate performance in the aftermath of the Arizona Senate debate earlier this month. Now, I want you to hear the debate first before we get to the Trump conversation so that you'll know what Trump is referring to here. But one of the big news items out of that debate was that Masters seemed to be adjusting his position on election denialism, that he seemed to be trying to leave the Trump sort of position that the election was rigged, which is false and not true, and perhaps trying to court more of the middle by leaving that position behind. That, of course, was not met as welcome news by Donald Trump. Listen to Blake Masters at the October 6th debate. Was that election stolen? Was it rigged in any way, shape, or form enough to keep Donald Trump out of the White House? I suspect President Trump would be in the White House today if big tech and big media and the FBI didn't work together to put the thumb on the scale to get Joe Biden in there. But not vote counting, not election results. Yeah, I haven't seen evidence of that, but I'm telling you what I think the problem is. And now listen to Donald Trump in this documentary, Tucker Carlson Originals produced this, and you'll hear he thinks Blake stepping away from election denialism means he's going soft, and Trump wants none of that. If you want to get across the line, you got to go stronger in that one thing, because that was the one thing you a lot of complaints about. Look at Carrie. Carrie's winning with very little money, and if they say, how is your family? She says the election was rigged and stolen. You'll lose if you go soft. You're going to lose it. 
base. I'm not going soft. I mean, just listening to Trump holding up Carrie Lake's election denialism as the gold standard, right? If she's asked about her family, she talks about how the election was rigged, which, of course, is not true. The election was not rigged. But this is Donald Trump's North Star and the candidates that he backs. He wants to see fealty to this election lot. Two things to note here. One, Blake Masters started altering his language again around this. So after the debate and after all that blowback from the Trump wing, we started hearing Blake Masters sort of question again the integrity of the 2020 election. And it seems to be working if part of the goal was to keep Trump on board, because today, Gabby Orr, my colleague, reported that Trump's aligned super PAC, MAGA Inc., launched a seven-figure ad buy in Arizona with a new ad attacking Mark Kelly, trying to help boost Blake Masters in that race. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash briefing, netsuite.com slash briefing.